Let me tell you a little something about the chronic gals. Just two best buds and their very best pals. Talking about cannabis, that good, that tree. So grab a joint and just fuck with me. Hey! Hi, welcome to another episode of Chronic Gals. I'm Riley. And I'm Ashleen. Episode 25. Oh my gosh, 25. Dang, quarter of the quarter. way to 100. Hey, That's yo. That's awesome. Wow. That's freaking fascinating. That's great. I can't believe we're already I know. 25 episodes. There are some days I like look back at what I'm like. Some days I'm like, what am I even doing with my life? <laughs> and then I take a step back and I actually look at what I'm doing and I'm like, damn, 25 episodes. Yeah, right. That's awesome. I know. Good for us. Good for us. Yay, we're great. Pat on pat the back. On the back. Boop, pat, boop, pat, boop. pat, 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 pat. <laughs> How are y'all doing? Everyone I'm good. Enjoying the summer? Finally, now it's that it's sunny. Finally showed up. Um, It's hot now. It's hot. I think nice. we're having like 80 something degree days. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. I, love I like the hot weather. I'm enjoying it. I'm usually a curmudgeon in, with the hot weather, but mm-hmm. I'm liking it. I'm just like soaking up all this vitamin D. I'm trying to spend as I much know. time like mornings with, especially with the kids outside as nice. possible. Cause we've just been watching so much TV and so much like kid YouTube yeah. that I'm so over it. And yeah. I'm like, let's go swing in the backyard. Let's go play on the deck. I even was like, I pu- pulled out the yoga mat and I'm like, I'm going to sit here and stretch while the baby's napping. And Mara, you can just like run, run around and do your thing. She likes to play with chalk on the deck. That's so she's fun. like, you know, draw stuff everywhere. I put a hot, I drew like a little hopscotch for her. Yeah. That's cute. It's pretty fun. And it just feels so nice to get morning sun. I know. It's been really nice working at the greenhouse. So it's like you're just out in sunshine anyway. Um, And then I usually come home on the nice days and like work on my own garden. Like my tomatoes are as tall as I am. And I'm so excited about them. And there's like little baby tomatoes. And my sunflowers are getting really big. And I bring home plants, like, a lot of Do the time. You? Yeah. Like, so, indoor house plants or stuff that yeah. works on her outside? Um, a little bit of both, actually. Like, the first day I worked at Potted Elephant, John gave me this, like, I don't honestly know what it's called. But it's this giant outdoor bush plant thing. And it's, like, resiny and sticky like weed. And it smells oh. funky and, like, skunky oh. like weed. Interesting. So, and it's huge and green and now it's like even bigger and has like purple flowers sticking out that one's really cute dude you should start landscaping outside of the house like outside the parents house that's what i'm slowly slowly doing wait is that the plant that you you i keep like can you smell my plant yeah yeah, it smells weird yeah my plant yeah that's it that's exactly the plant that smells weird so i was like this definitely isn't weed when i smelled it but it smelled funky chunky like someone had just like blown a like smoke weed. over yeah, it or totally something. yeah totally and then i got a lemon geranium plant Ooh. also that i put outside that has like beautiful purple flowers and smells cool. really good yeah i've been super inspired recently to like explore herbal teas yes which i if you know me like my entire life i have been so vehemently against mm-hmm. tea i, I like know. Did not want to drink tea. I hate the taste of it. I don't even really like floral tasting Mm -hmm. anything. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just not here for it. But since uh, making friends with our friend Rachel, who is a flower farmer, and she's been making us these really yummy teas when we go see her, I'm like, 
okay, herbal tea. I'm starting to understand and appreciate and um, totally. Yeah, like I have my chai tea that I like, mm-hmm. and you know, you, I like spicier teas. Mm-hmm. But then there's also different like herbs and flowers that I'm yeah. okay yeah. being in my tea now. So I'm like, I'm slowly opening myself to the tea world and, and you know, herbs. Tea is like a to- is a great vehicle for honey. True. <laughs> like I really have been enjoying. I too have been against tea for most of my life, but. After getting like over caffeinated and needing wanting something that's not water to drink, but it's still like warm and cozy, like peppermint tea was totally my thing. Mm-hmm. And then that expanded to like the echinacea tea with lemon and honey. And then yeah, Rachel makes great teas. I'm like, whatever you make is gonna be good. So I'm just gonna say yes. Yeah. <laughs> not even I'm not even gonna ask what it is. I'm just gonna drink it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Tea is tr- turning great. I tea know. Tea is great. I'm like, okay. And I... now we're moving into mushroom things. Like, Warren and I just got some Four Sigmatic, like, little packets from the store. Nice, nice. So we're trying that out. I am a big fan of mud water. That was the next one that we're going to try. I have a, a, a tin. Do you want to take it Oh, home? yeah. Yeah, I do. I'll give you some because cool. it's really great. It has, like, all of the adaptogens. There's, like, mm-hmm. four different kinds of mushrooms. Yeah. It's black tea-based, and there's also, like, turmeric mm-hmm. and... um. I can't remember. What is it? Cacao. Yeah, cacao. And maybe like cardamom or something. Yeah, there's chai, black tea. So so there's like all of this like warm spiciness and it's really delightful and it was great to, I used it to get off coffee for a little while Mm -hmm. and I think I did it for like, I don't know, three or five months, something like that. Yeah. And then I just got bored and I still, I just love the taste of coffee. So I, it does, it's not a replacement in that way. It's just another really good warm beverage to drink. Totally. Um, so yeah, I will definitely give you some. Yeah. Cool. I also found Oatly at Grocery Outlet for $1.99. Oh, shit. $1.99. What's Oatly, yeah. dude? Oatly is the oat milk that, like, everybody loves and was super hard to get um, a couple months ago because they just, like, blew up in the States. They're a Swedish company, Swedish oats com- oat milk company. And they just, like, it's really the best alternative milk. Like, every other milk tastes, like wrong right it just tastes like machined and like metallic kind of like almond milk is probably sorry for all you almond milk lovers out there but it's probably one of the worst ones i like almond milk when i make it myself when i did that back when i was vegetarian for almost a year but yeah i haven't done it since i don't even know i have a nut milk bag but i don't know what happened to it yeah well oatly is just <laughs> oats and it's so good <clears throat> They do use rapeseed oil, so that's like, what, canola oil, right? So it's like not that good for you, but it's so fucking good and so creamy and so fucking expensive. Like, one of the containers is like, I don't know, six bucks or something. And it's a small, it's like not even a quart container, right? Yeah, it's It's like like 32 ounces. Yeah, okay, so that is a quart, but still. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's, it's not like drinking 16 ounces of milk. It's like, um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. I don't know either. Like, you can't just, like, drink a glass of milk of it because it's so expensive. Yeah, right, right, right. Thing. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, and, yeah, if you think about it that way, even if you're, like, pouring yourself, you know, you're, like, making an iced coffee or an iced latte at home using this oat milk and you're using, you know, 14 ounces of the... Yeah. That's, you're not saving any money. You may as well just go to the store and... Yeah. Or go to the cafe and get... And get yourself. Get yourself your Oatly yeah. iced latte or whatever. Yeah. 
but but grocery outlet hey check out i love grocery outlet. i know i knew it was it was like it was bound to happen oatly being in the stores because like i mean the shelf life is forever long but also like stores can keep it on the shelf forever Mm -hmm. but i was like i know it's gonna show up at grocery outlet and they have ice cream they do. They do, oh. which Grocery Outlet also had. So I picked that up for $1.99 also for a pint, which that pint is probably, I don't even know. That's a great price for a pint of ice cream, especially a pint of alternative ice cream. I know. It's usually like $6 for a pint of alternative yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. So uh-huh. I bought it. It's really good. It tastes like regular ice cream. Great. It was like the regular flavor, the oat flavor, I guess. Okay. But I just put chocolate in it and... Dope. It was delicious. That sounds amazing. I don't remember how we got here. Oh, yeah, mud water. (laughs) Let's talk about what we are going to do today. Oh, yeah. We have an interview with three of the fellas from Avitas. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. It was so fun talking with you. So fun talking to you. Um, We talk with Jason, who is the head grower and co founder. Mm -hmm. We talk with Shane, who is the Lead Extraction Tech, mm-hmm. I believe we decided was his official title. Official title. And Judd, who is one of their sales managers, account mm-hmm. managers. Um, all of them awesome guys. So So fun. much fun to talk to you. And um, they hooked us up with some of their, with two of their um, experimental, like their research their and development strains. strains. Yeah. So we got Wedding Cake um, crossed with Orange Push Pop. Uh, versions like phenotype number two and number nine nine yeah and we try to taste test this with the boys in the interview and our conversation just like gets swept away we got stoned what can yeah. we say and it was a fun it was fun we were talking about you know it was like let's just whatever so we're gonna taste test it now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so exciting so we have teeter all load up, loaded up um with wedding cake Crossed with Orange Push Pop number two. I believe they're, they were thinking about calling it Orange Wedding Cake. So if you guys like that name, um, let us know. And Comment. maybe, hey, you guys, maybe we can influence what they're going to name the strain. Yeah. If you have a good idea for an Orange Push Pop crossed with Wedding Cake strain, let us know. Send your names to us and we'll send them to the guys. But... Yeah. So Ashleen's going to hit this orange cake, um, orange, or wedding cake, orange push pop, which when we first got these bags, they smelled so good. It was like orangey, it was sweet, a little skunky, just kind of everything you wanted to smell um, in weed. Can confirm that it tastes like all of those things. Very orangey, very sweet, and very skunky. I just, I don't know. I really, really like it. I know that wedding cake strains are super popular right now, and, um, because you really have, like, wedding cake the last, I don't know, maybe year and a half has been freaking everywhere and crossed with everything. Um. Yeah, that is nice. It's delightful. Yeah, this one is pretty citrusy. There's, like, an icing sugar coat to my face right now. That's, like, through, in my nose, in my mouth. And we were also relatively sober when we started this. I guess we hit that vape this pen a now? couple times. Yeah. 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 But. Which is also a Vetus. We'll, is yeah, it still a Vetus? Yeah. But maybe we'll actually be able to speak on the effect of it because we yeah. did not do that. No. We just got <laughs> carried away and started talking about so many different things. But. 
Yeah, I really like this. This is really pleasant. I sucked I sucked the ball through, sorry. That's fine. There's no more. That's great. Um we can put in number nine number now. Nine. Okay. I feel I like immediately feel it in my eyes and mm -hmm. my face. A little say. bit in my chest. Mm -hmm. Instant like relaxation. Like like I feel a little bit more relaxed. Speaking of coffee, going back to our fucking favorite fucking topic coffee. on this goddamn podcast, it's coffee. <laughs> but I made cold brew last night, this morning, and I'm caffeinated. All this to say is I'm very caffeinated, yeah. and I feel a slightly less caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> like the jitters are gone. Yeah. I think it's. I just think it's really cool that you made cold brew at home. Yeah. Because like I like. In my head, I never really looked into it, and in my head, it's just one of those things that you have to buy at somewhere from a, else. From a coffee yeah. or a coffee shop, or like pre-done at the grocery store. I did not realize it was so easy to make at home. Yeah, You're I, li it's literally like making iced tea; just yeah. takes a little longer. You just grind the beans to a coarse grind. I did a one to four ratio. If we okay, I guess we're getting into this now. <laughs> We're gonna literally gonna have to talk about our hot beverage consumption every episode at this point. I guess this is cold cold beverage consumption. Oh, too. okay, fine. Because it's hot now. Our beverage consumption. Beverage. We're gonna start talking about every fucking we'll have a seltzer beverage. water. Yeah, Dude, beverage corner. <laughs> I did binge. Like I had like five soda waters last night, all back, for, to back to back to back to back to back. What does your like. stomach feel like after that? Do you, are you fine? Do you just burp a bunch? Like yeah. in the moment? Yeah, it's more in the moment. Like it doesn't do anything to my stomach. Does it do something to your stomach? No, but I feel like that many bubbles and like. No, I burp them all out. Especially oh, okay. the, the the Kroger brand. You don't like, like explode. Not to, no, they like come out really real quickly, quickly and intensely. This all is at such once. a crazy <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I have to stay hydrated, man. I'm nursing. That's I'm true. Nursing a baby. I got to drink a lot of water. So apparently, I needed is, five soda waters. I know. All is soda the same water flavor. and water the same. I think so. I mean, I don't think there's any evidence as to them not. Like, I don't think it's bad to drink five soda waters in a row, just like is, it wouldn't be bad to drink is, is five glasses of water. in soda water, or... Is it what? Is it quinine in soda water, or... I think that's tonic water. That tonic water. Yeah, like gin and tonic yeah. tonics. <laughs> well, we are about to break into, spark into the wedding cake push pop, orange push pop number nine phenotype. Number so nine. we got the second bowl loaded. Um, I'm expecting them to taste the same, or maybe not. Maybe that's, like, I wonder how, I wonder if different phenotypes of the same strain, of like, yeah, the same strain, or the same cross, like, <coughs> do they present more differently in feel, like, in effect, or in appearance, or in, um, taste? Like, like, what... Tell me what you feel. Tell me how it is for you over there. I feel like this does taste a little bit different. Like the number two was citrusier. This one is more like icing. This one's more buttery sugar, if that makes sense. Do you get that? Yeah, I can see that. Like I feel like maybe... Yeah, the other one was more, like, bright and citrusy, where this one's more a little, like, low down, like... Yeah, not as citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. And and earthy and sweet. Yeah, there mm -hmm. you go. Earthy mm -hmm. and sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I totally feel that. 
I also feel stoned, but I know. this is the second bowl, so I don't know how we're... How does one accurately judge the difference in effect when you're just, like, smoking bowl after bowl? I don't think you can. You can't, right? I don't think you can. I don't think you can either. I think to truly taste test, we would have to do it separate days. I think so, too. Or at least, like, morning and evening yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, no, probably separate days, same time. I guess yeah. that's how you control for variables, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the science term. Totally. No, I mean, this is science, though. Taste yeah, this is science. science. I know. And, I don't know. It tastes good. It does. It tastes great. I think I prefer the taste of the nine, though. I think I like Do this you? one more. Mm-hmm. I think I like the two better. Ooh. Split decision. Split decision from the Chronic Gals. Yeah. But I like the citrusy, you know, I like that citrus. I do too, normally. I mean, I also like the skunky, earthy stuff. Yeah. But I normally am like a cock- like a fruit cocktail girl, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's so true. But, um, yeah, I think I like the nine. Mmm, I like the two. Awesome. That, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that we don't agree. I know, me too. This makes our job harder. For real. Yeah. yeah. Um... Do we want to do a combo bowl now? Let's do a combo bowl as a thank you bowl to the guys of from Avitas. Yeah, we super appreciate this. Yeah. It's so fun. Like I know. It, love me a good taste test. I would love to be like, do you have a com- like an R and D committee? Like if you need if people need to hire for their yeah. R and D committee, please reach out because I think that would be so that much fun so... to help you decide which yeah. strains are going like past muster that's so true and deserve to be on your menu yeah if anybody needs an r&d yeah taste testers call us we got us you baby we got you yeah because it's so fun and i think that's one of my favorite things about weed t- anyway is that which i guess I guess this is why we talk about fucking coffee so much. Is this the same reason why I love coffee? Is that because each coffee tastes different? Yeah. And eat, they're all each weed is its own individual standalone taste and effect and experience. Dude, over Fourth of July, we went to visit. We went to visit um, Adam's brother for Fourth mm-hmm. of July, and he had gotten. Uh, a four pack from a four pack of beers mm-hmm. from Postdoc Brewing up in his neck of the woods in the um, Seattle area, and they gave the four pack consisted of one control sour, and then the other three had like one variable. So mm-hmm. the other one had lemon added, the other, another one had lime added, and another one had orange added. So like after all the you know after the kids went to bed and everything, we pulled out these little like lowball glasses and started taste testing the four different kinds so that we could figure out, like see if we could taste the differences, you know, from between each of the the flavors. And it was, and then we started pulling out like herbs from the garden and other liquors and stuff to start. We just kind of like ended up developing this, these recipes and some of them were better than others. They weren't all great. One of them was kind of gross. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> it was really fun to just be like, okay, this is how this tastes. I like yeah. this one better. Oh, let's add let's add mint to the lime one so we could do like a mojito beer mm-hmm. type thing. Let's mm-hmm. add, you know, it was just, it was really, really fun. And then, now I'm like, I want to develop a cocktail menu. Like, how cool would that be? Yeah. I mean, that's what Rachel does when she makes teas, you know? True. Like, yeah. We, it's totally possible to do that. And then that is what's so fun about like all of these 
sensual things that we like, you know, it's like, cause they're good at mixed and matching and having experiences and ex- like experiencing new things, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that was a lot of fun. That is fun. So this bowl is to the guys from Avidas. Thank you so much for spending your afternoon with us virtually. Thank you for dropping off weed on your way to the interview. And thanks for just being great guys. Yeah. And creating great products. This is to you. Here's to you. This is to you. And here's to your interview. So let's just get into it. Uh, This is the session with... Jason Judd and Shane from Avitas. Hi, and welcome to the session. We are here with a whole whack of people from Avitas. Thank you guys all for joining us. We have Jason, who is the head grower, Judd, who is a cannabis accounts manager, and Shane, who is the head extractioneer, right? Yes, I'm the lead extraction tech. Lead extraction tech. Perfect. Nice. I don't I don't know what people's titles are. So I'm glad we made it. <laughs> I think extractioneer is kind of a cool term, though. I, I might have to start Locked using that. In. Put that on your resume. Yeah. I like yeah. It. It's well, I don't. I don't need a resume because I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, we I'll, have I'll, add, a whole... I'll add co-founder to my title as well. Oh yeah, that, that part is definitely important. Yeah. 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 That is important. Yeah, Jason Smith here, uh, co-founder of Avitas and uh, head head cultivation manager. Uh, I am Judd Semple. I am a, an account manager for Avitas. So I'm kind of like a salesperson, basically. Uh, and somewhat recently, I got stock in the company, so I tell people I'm an owner too. You know, it's a cool. Cool. There you Hell go. Hell yeah, that's awesome. I'm Shane Smullen, and I'm the lead extraction technician at Avitas Agriculture. Thank you guys so much for being here. This has been a call that's been months in the making, yeah. and so happy to that we made it happen. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited to finally do this. Yeah, and you guys have some amazing products, and we are very excited to try the smorgasbord that's on the table today. Oh, yeah. This is not the first time we've tried to beat us on air. Um, We tried a bunch of your guys' stuff for our 420 episode this year, which was really fun. Um, We had a pack cartridge, the blueberry, DJ Short Blueberry. We had um, Dragon Blood OG. Dragon Blood OG, the live resin cartridge. And MK Ultra Flower. mm -hmm. And the Platinum Girl Scout Cookie. Sounds like you guys got good stuff. Uh huh. We sure got the hookup. Yeah, which we got the hookup today too. I know. We're excited to try all of this stuff. It sounds like we're trying some research strains today. Which ones do you have? Uh, we have the wedding cake and orange push pop number two, two and, and nine. nine. Oh, that one smelled so good. Oh my gosh, I haven't smelled something this good in so long. Yeah. Um, and then we also have the orange tie, live resin cart, and the peanut butter breath packs. Oh, awesome. That peanut butter breath is new. Yeah. I'm very excited. We actually hit this before we started, and the orange tie was, like, beautiful. Yeah. Really orangey. The peanut butter butter breath, Ashleen said, felt like there was peanut butter in her mouth. The, The texture of it in your mouth is totally different than the other cartridges. It's wild. That's a new strain. I like that one, yeah. Also, as a, as a little information here, all those products uh, come from our grower. 
Oh, awesome. Nice. Is there any particular way you guys go about like choosing what strains you want to, you want to look into research and then ultimately sell? Like how do you go about picking your, your strains? Yeah. I mean, there's thousands of strains, right? And we have a pretty specific formula that we, that we use in our grow room. And so, um, you know, we're looking for strains that test high, we're looking for strains that they're unique to each other. And then, uh, ultimately, it's strains that work with our formula. So just over the years, we've selected certain strains that meet all those criteria and, uh, you know, uh, constantly on the search for more. Peanut butter breath and, and this uh, orange wedding cake here are some brand new strains for us. So we're pretty excited to show those. Um, to add on that a little bit, too. I mean, we we definitely search for formula. And we have a lot of fun with it, too. We were just up at the farm talking about trying to do some super silver haze and, like, talking about old strains that we enjoyed a lot and things like that and it's honestly really fun because jason does a lot of just like crossing and trying new things and so that i mean that's how we got this orange what do we call it orange cake orange wedding cake oh we what can talk it? about that too whatever name you guys think sounds good after the like 15 put on that but yeah we try and really like branch out and do some new things with it sometimes and we're having a lot of fun with it recently Wedding cake is a strain name that sells. Yeah, we want to put cake in it because yeah. everyone loves cake right now. Like it's the new Gorilla Blue or Blue Dream or whatever. So you guys have um, businesses in Washington, Oregon, and Colorado, and Canada now, right? Uh, the Colorado uh, partnership fizzled out a little bit. Um, oh, but, uh, okay. Yes, <laughs> we are selling uh, cartridges in Canada. So how like consistent are you able to be with the strains across the different states? Because obviously different markets, you can't, you know, cross state state lines. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're sourcing material from each location, right? So in Canada, you know, the strain names are going to be unique to that area. And, um, you know, and what sells here is completely different in Ontario where they're sourcing material. Uh, our partners there, they have, I believe, like 100 acres. And so... They're kind of planning their own strands there and, and choosing their own strands. What are po what's popular in Ontario and in Canada right now? Judd, you want to answer that? What's popular in Ontario? I personally don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know. I think a lot of, I know it's just, there's a lot of Canadian strains up there too because yeah. there's a lot of land race strains I'm trying, I'm in trying Alaska in that area. And so, I mean, indicas are always popular up north because everyone's stuck inside all the time. <laughs> Oh, so I feel like a lot of weed streams are dictated by like social media and some of the more popular people like Burner and Cookies. And so I haven't really researched if they've gone up there yet, but it seems like pretty much whatever they release, people try and get their hands on it and then kind of builds from there. They have like a huge impact on the cannabis community. Well, they, didn't they just legalize it federally? Basically, yeah. What else we got up there? Franco, lemon cheese. Oh, and uh, also on state lines. So the Oregon... Cuts down there are pretty much the same as what we get up here. They have a couple more strains since yeah, they just so have close. a larger facility. We're so close. Um, we were able to get those strains in, you know, back during 15 days. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we could do crossover then. So we basically put all of our core strains in Oregon right away. And then, you know, seeds, clones, whatever. And then, um, and then, like I said, we have a way bigger facility there. So that's why we kind of experiment more there. And then we try and bring them over to Washington. The Washington farm's super fun, though. It's a lot smaller. Like, I would love to take you guys up there for a farm tour because it's, like, it's a real mom and pop. It's literally, like, a house, and then there's, like, a barn with our bro in it. And so it's nice because cool. Jason gets a lot of hands-on time with that. And, you know, it's made with love, the secret ingredient in all cannabis. Cool. 
You can taste it. Judge, you're not supposed <laughs> to tell the secret ingredient. You can't find out. <laughs> it's there you true. go. It's the Washington Avitas and the Oregon Avitas love. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Specific to your markets as well. <laughs> and it's nice. So, like, they really help each other out as well. Like, Jason's constantly going down there to kind of check on things and keep, like, everything up to snuff with Washington. Because, you know, Avitas is, like, I hate to do this whole like sales pitch, but we really do try and do consistency. Like that's important for us. And I think in the cannabis industry, it's important for a lot of people. Um, and that, especially in the area you guys are at, you have Portland right there. So the markets really cross over. So we don't want our Oregon parts to suck versus our Washington parts, right? So totally. Yeah, we, we really try to keep the process consistent between the two states so that the product, the extracted product, is very similar between the two states. Um, a lot of the equipment is the same. Definitely we're following the same um, operating procedures and same standards of quality as well. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that because I know that that's, at least on your website, that's a big thing that you guys talk about is, you know, you're making sure you know exactly what's going in your plants, you know, exactly what's going into the extraction phases to make sure you're getting as clean and, uh, you know, I don't know, healthy a product as possible. So, yeah, speak a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, the product that we extract starts with um, sourcing really good quality trim. Uh, a lot of the times we, especially up in Washington, we can't supply ourselves with the full amount of trim that we run every month. Um, so we have to find partners and other farms that provide really good, consistent product because we're buying so many pounds of it. It needs to be the same grade throughout the whole batch. And we take a, a pesticide sample at the time of delivery. And we will wait to run the material until after the pesticide test results come back. So that's a really big part of our process is making sure that it's clean in the sense that there's no chemical contaminants. We want to make a cannabis extract and not a chemical extract from things that were sprayed on a, a plant and um it's it's not easy to find like really clean product out there so it does take a lot of work even before you grind it up and put it in the machine there's a lot behind that um that goes into just building partnerships finding the right people to buy stuff from um and the quality you can't make good quality oil without good quality input material. That's the first rule of extraction, gold in, gold out, right? Yeah. Sure. Fire makes fire. Yeah. Send you guys a picture of our source material sometime when I'm up there yep. because yep. I honestly, a lot of it is like smokable bud. Like we just got a bunch of solstice and I was like incredibly surprised. I mean, it's like 30, $35 eggs yep. and we're getting this quality flour. And so that most recent batch of live recipe we did with like Obama Kush and I think we had a DJ Short in there. It was just fantastic source material, and it totally reflected the reviews, too. Oh, yeah. That DJ Short bud was really great. I mean, the smell of it was fantastic. And then we go through a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ways that we keep the single strain sourced all throughout the extraction process, so your cartridge is as close as possible to, to the flower. That ties in with our um, sourcing. We have a minimum batch size. So if, if we can only 
get like eight pounds of a certain strain, we won't even buy it because that's not enough to keep it a single source batch. Um, so it's even finding the same large quantities of one strain can be difficult sometimes. Well, that's exciting that you guys are going the extra mile to find like the good shit. Cause like you can definitely tell like this is better than like anything else. Right. And it's like reasonably priced. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a huge thing like on the sales side, right. Is we want a really good cartridge. I mean, if you compare it to like the beer community or something like the every man's beer that they can afford, like a nice craft beer that you can buy a six pack of whatever you want. We don't want to go <laughs> too expensive. We're not trying to just be for a certain clientele. I think we stand at like that $40 mark for one gram, which honestly, for the quality, I, I mean, I think it sets a new standard. That's like the goal, right? You know? Oh, and uh, one thing I also wanted to mention is we pesticide test on the way out too. So like after the batch is done, we'll test it one more time just to be safe, um, which I mean, I, I think that's huge right now. Pesticides are a real problem. You'd be surprised because they're pesticide free and then you get their product. And you test it yourself and you're like, oh my God, why? Damn. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we definitely do not want to, we don't want to end up with anything coming back saying, oh, you sold a product that fails pesticide testing. So that is a number one goal in, that never happens because we always test the input material. If it is going to fail, we don't even run it. And then again, just to be sure, like Judd just said, we will test every single batch of oil and our flour even. Um, we're part of the Tested with Confidence program with Confidence Analytics. And every product that we sell is tested for pesticides and potency through them um, before it leaves our door. That's amazing. That's awesome. I love that. I love hearing that. And I, more people need to know that. I think, I think actually people know that about you guys, but I feel like more people, more companies need to be that persistent about yeah. testing. Keeping and, the quality high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't be hard to find the information out. Our other owner and Jason, uh, that uh, Adam, who works with both sides and one of the founders, he's, he's just been super big on no pesticides the entire time. You know, we've been approached by bigger companies. There's things like that. And they want you to take a step back. But he is just adamant about being pesticide free. I mean, he's done it since, what, 13th license in the state? Is that where we were at? Yeah. And, I mean, we've passed OK Cannabis multiple times, you know, and just maintaining that reputation. We had the LCD come in and take, like, 600 grams of <laughs> samples from all of our plants. And we passed. So we feel pretty good about that. That's so much. I know, did it all make it to the testing facility? <laughs> like, I feel like that's a lot. Oh my God, this is a creeper. This is, I'm, I'm stoned right now. This snuck up on me. What are you guys smoking there? Okay, which one, which, which one are you yeah. guys smoking? Number two. Number two. What did we do? We did number two. Okay. Jane, we have the orange wedding cake. Yeah, which wedding cake and orange push pop cross. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna try the number nine too because we want to see like if there is a measurable difference between two and nine. Oh yeah, totally. Hey Judd, what was it that we smoked on our fishing trip? Was uh, we were smoking limonada, right? Yeah, yeah, that was super nice. Also, we did some of the quantum skunk, which was about when we like zoned out there, and then you caught those three fish, and I didn't get anything, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Limonada is a current favorite of mine. I know you guys aren't smoking it right now, but that stuff just puts me on another level right there. It tastes so good, too. I think that there are still some available at New Amsterdam, so we're going to have to stop by and get some of that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I recommend it. And that's that's a strain that Jason uh, created as well. Oh, really? Very nice. What's the um, the cross? I stressed out a Dragon OG to collect pollen, and then uh, I used the lemon meringue uh, as the other parent. So it's a Dragon OG crossed with the lemon meringue. Oh, fire! Super weird terpene profile on it too. It's not what you expect. It's really weird. It's got terpenes in it. It's got terpenes that taste good. Buy it. <laughs> But yeah, that's another thing about your packaging that I really like is that you have like all of your testing results and stuff on it, like the THC content and stuff and then the terpenes. I mean, I think we want to shift the market away from THC and more towards terpenes, right? Like that's big for us. I mean, some of the live resin will sit at like 65% THC or something like that. But people who smoke it are like, wow, this got me way more stoned than distillate, right? I mean, I think a lot of people are realizing this was just a super hollow. You know, for some people it's great, um, but I mean, full spectrum is the word, right? Like that's what I want in my car. Agreed. Like, try yeah, may as well get as much as you can out of the plant. Yeah. It all works together, right? The whole arbitrage effect. We're, you know, very big advocates of that. Yeah, I mean, you can just feel it when you're smoking like a high terpene car or something like that. Like it just all blends together, right? It's just a totally. more well-rounded high, and that's. And there's there's some other good companies out there who do a lot of good full spectrum stuff. And I think people are definitely like shifting that. And I think bud tenders, like, especially the Vancouver area, like for some particular reason, and maybe it's close to Portland, but people are really educated about cannabis, which is awesome. And uh, I mean you see higher quality yeah. products sell more. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that about the whole the whole state. Yeah. We do have like a, like people sleep on Southwest Washington. They think that we're just like, you know, the suburbs of Portland or whatever, but there's a lot of, like we are a unique little yeah, subculture little down here. Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to say that is Vancouver has like a really tight knit, weird cannabis community. Yeah. Weird in a good way, right? Like they all get along, they all kind of band together because Portland's way different. It's like a, like a zoo when it comes yeah. to pot shops. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You just package up a quarter pound and they throw it yeah. in a jar. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the customer has more of a connection with the flower there. True. Um, That's true. Whereas every gram is bagged up here. So I think I think in general, because the customer has more of a connection with the flower, the flower is probably a little bit better in Oregon. You think so? On the whole, don't you? I don't know. I, I think you can find a lot more unique strains there. I've definitely found some really good flower there. But... There's just something about some of this Washington weed that I really enjoy. I would say, like, on average, it's better, totally. You can get a lot of really good flour for cheaper there. But I think the top shelf is about the same, you know? Yeah, good weed is good. Yeah, yeah. Overall, overall. I mean, I think the best weed I've ever had is yeah. Washington. I think we should have a Washington versus Oregon cup. Yeah, that would be Ooh, fun. That might be a bad idea. Yeah. On the, on the water in the Columbia. In the middle of the Columbia River. <laughs> on a yacht. <laughs> the the gorge for them. I think oh, oh there you go, even better. better. Yeah. So as we're getting into this number nine, um, Jason, do you want to kind of talk a little bit about like how you go about developing a strain and choosing which phenotypes you actually like ultimately want to sell? Yeah. So you know, uh, we don't like to trade clones. Um, just you know, to keep 
contaminants out of the garden. So we'll, new strands always come from seed. Um, I mentioned a little bit before how we do our own breeding. Where, you know, I'll stress out a specific strain to collect pollen from um, the female plant. Go for it. That's the number nine. Oh, and then, and uh, using that kind of pollen, you can you know basically cross any other strain, and, and those are feminized seeds. And then, uh, and then we'll source seeds from other places too. The orange uh, wedding cake came from, uh, it's a seed junkie, that, that's the breeder. And so you, you, you throw 10 beans in, in the soil and each one is different. And so we'll, we'll just choose the best ones that we like. You know, we're looking for test results, bud structure. Uh, it's really common to get, you know, a seed that will have flour that's too loose, doesn't smell right, doesn't grow right. So that's basically the gist of it. Um, what's that word we use all the time? Larfy. Larfy. Yeah. We don't. We don't want. Wait, what larf. is larf? Larf. It's like really loose. Oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah. You know the loose, long leaf. Got it. Got it. Got it. You can extract larf though. Larf's okay for me. Oh, there you go. Good. <laughs> no waste. <laughs> When we got this, we were like, we have not smelled weed this good in so long. Makes me really happy. Same. Okay. Sorry, smell. sorry, Shane. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of jealous, you guys. I was, I'm like, maybe I need to go off screen and grab a, grab a bag or something just so I can smell it too. <laughs> you might have you to. You might have to. It's worth it, honestly. Agreed. What do, you, do you have any of our stuff right now? Um, I have some of that limonada, yeah. Smoke it. You should. And tell All us right. what it smells like. I'll be back in a second. Here we hey, go. Hey, found it. So, the, the, so you have the limonada now? Yes, I have uh, some limonada here. And um, I was just saying that it smells very much like the lemon meringue, but with a lot more skunkiness to it. Which skunk is my favorite. So I think it gets that from the Dragon OG, just really okay. brief. Judd looks like he just got a, a body high, like a body hit. Ooh, that's pretty. The Illuminata looks so nice. So we're curious about like your guys' journeys in cannabis too. Like um, maybe Judd, we want to start with you. Tell us about, you know, the first time you smoked weed. Tell us about, you know, how you got, how you made it to where you are. Okay, the whole saga. All right, here we go. I'll break it up into three parts. No. Um, I first smoked weed in New Orleans in an abandoned parking lot with my cousin. It was like a really weird experience because being in New Orleans is like just a really surreal place as it is. And then we got high on the levee and watched thunderstorms on the lake. And in that, it's like such a cheesy moment, but I was like, all right, I'm going to smoke pot forever now. This is great. That sounds like a, like a, a song, totally. yeah. a bluegrass yeah. song or something. Smoking noise and watch the levees. So, um, <laughs> so from there, uh, you know, I went to college to everything like that. Uh, in college, I got into like a lot of partying and drinking and I put on a ton of weight. And so I was like 300 pounds. This is going somewhere. So I was like 300 pounds and I was like, all right, I got to stop drinking. Like I feel like shit all the time. This sucks. Uh, so I was like, maybe I'll just start taking edibles again. And then, you know, that snowballs into dabs and smoking and everything. And uh, so I finished my bachelor's of education to teach, like, high school. And I was like, wow, I don't want to teach high school. I want to sell pot. That sounds way better. 
Uh, and so I started up bud tending in Spokane, um, which was nice to kind of get that bud tender side of things, you know, see how it operates on that side and see what people want. Uh, and you, I really learned a lot there. And then, you know, every day, anytime a vendor would come in, I'd ask them, hey, are you guys hiring? Hey, are you guys hiring? Uh, you know, I, I was super persistent about it. And then finally, this guy from uh, Avidas Joe, who's the Spokane accounts manager, uh, he brought in the boss and they said, hey, we'll pay you $15 an hour and you got to move to Seattle. And I was like, this is a terrible idea, but I'm going to do it anyways. I moved over there as a brand ambassador. You know, <laughs> I just worked my ass off for a while just doing vendor days, uh, doing vendor days yeah. every day of the week. And then finally, Avidas was like, hey, we're going to promote you. You're going to manage Southwest Washington, which everyone does sleep on 100%. And so I started working down here with people, and honestly, I'm just making a career out of it. it it's, it's been fantastic, you know, especially in the territory I'm in. Everyone's really cool. I mean, I, like, I want to do this podcast again. You know, I want to interact with more people in the community, so. We love it. Awesome. You're always welcome back. Yeah, chronic pal for life. So what about you, Jason? You sounds like you've had a storied history with cannabis. Why don't you tell us part of the story? Yeah. Uh, I just... <clears throat> probably I always had cannabis in my life um, first time I ever smoked weed when I was 7 years old and my mom passed me a joint and uh, she will deny that but I remember it vividly um, so uh, I, don't know, I, started, I started growing uh, my own after I graduated in high school um, it was just a way for me to kind of you know, have some freedom I guess, and do my own thing. Um, and eventually caught up to me, and I got arrested for, for growing. The cops kicked down my door in about 2008. Um, I went to jail a little bit. I got a good lawyer in 2010. Uh, so I got out of jail for about a month. And I got a job in aerospace. And what's your degree? Uh, my degree in physics, yeah, from the University of Washington. Wow. And then um, uh, just paying attention to the happenings, it was going to be legal. And uh, I hooked up with a mutual friend, uh, my partner Adam. And then uh, and then I had to convince my wife to, to grow weed again. <laughs> and then uh, we started Avitas in 2014. Our first crop was in August. And just kind of away we go, right? Well, and we were talking earlier when you stopped by how it's crazy that you went to jail for doing, you know, 10 years ago, the same thing that you're doing now that's an essential business open throughout the entire pandemic. You know, um, what a crazy thought. It is weird to <laughs> yeah. go from, from jail to essential in, in just 10 years. Yeah. It's it's a crazy world right now. On one hand, you have certain things going on, and on the other hand, we, we have legal weed now. It's um, it's quite a time to be alive. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very um, strange world we live in. Uh, weed has always just been, um, you know, it, it just kind of represents sanity in my life. You know, plants don't lie to you, <laughs> right? So, and and uh, you know, I taught myself how to grow just by reading High Times, 
you know, back from the nineties. And, oh, wow. and back then, you know, at times was a, kind of a, a, a great. They had some really good journalists. So you would read about weed, and you would also read about, you know, honesty in journalism. You know, things going on around around in the world that you don't hear normally. So crazy! I never even thought about that. But yeah, High Times has a crazy history too. Oh yeah, I remember reading High Times back in high school all the time. He got busted for one plant in 1978. Busted for growing. Yeah, man, he got yeah. a $500 fine and a night in jail, which now looking at it is like nothing. But then, crazy. And he loves that I sell pot now. It's like his favorite thing in the world. He like brags. <laughs> well, I think we're on a positive tra- trajectory as far as, you know, the corner we've turned with how people view cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's true medicine for people, especially get, having being stuck at home. I'm sure so many people are help, using it to help with their mental health, you know. I agree. I think, um, you know, things uh, when everybody had to stay home for the um, for the epidemic, uh, it kind of was like, what else can you do but sit around, watch TV, smoke some pot? But really, it's not just getting stoned. Like, it allows people to escape. Yeah and be creative even like uh just before this interview i was playing with my synthesizers over here in my little studio and uh people do art and uh, it's just you know, i think you could spend your time in a worse way yeah. than getting high <laughs> at home and um really that kind of ties in with the whole um the idea that this drug or this product, or whatever you want to say, should be legal for people to use. Um, it doesn't cause any harm, really. No. At least if you use it responsibly. And I think a lot of people use weed to look inside and have been like introspective. And the the plant like allows that safe space to be able to do that. And I think that's helped a lot of people. Definitely, you can explore different ideas and thoughts within yourself. And uh, actually, well, this limonada, uh, the first time I smoked it, I needed to lay down and listen to some music for a while. And I hadn't done that in a long time. Like, it kind of opened up some certain thoughts and just, uh, it was kind of eye-opening for me, actually. That's awesome. I don't want to go into too many details, but I kind of remembered from when I started smoking pot back in the day, it was more of an experience where you could just kick back and relax and you had hours to waste and it was okay. And like, if you smoke a lot, I feel um, you kind of learn to fight it in a way. And when you're just at home under quarantine, you don't have to do that anymore. You get that full experience and the benefit of the plant. Oh, yeah. That's such a good point. Let's hear, let's hear more about, your those back in the day smoke sessions shane how did you get to where you are (laughs) oh my well i think the first time i smoked pot was with my cousin and his friend and up until then we had um thought about smoking weed for quite some time and even had bought some like herbal smoking blends from the internet this was (laughs) like around the year 2000 (laughs) and um none of that herbal stuff did anything 
But when we finally got our hands on some weed, I remember we went out on a little short hike and then I had, have you ever seen the movie Half-Baked? Yeah. There's a scene in the beginning when they're in the convenience store and everything is just bright and shiny and crazy. Well, it was kind of like that for me, except with a little more paranoia because I was convinced that everybody knew that I was blazed out of my gourd. <laughs> of course, we've and all been there. Some people, some people say they don't get high their first time, but I definitely did. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, my friend's mom busted us and uh, kicked us out of the house because she's like, you guys are high. Oh, no. And so there's like that whole... I, I mean, I'll admit, I was in high school, probably shouldn't have been smoking pot, so she had a point. Um, but just the idea of it being a bad thing uh, was like, I got busted my first time. <laughs> but I had learned that, hey, this isn't actually so bad. It's not like I just inhaled a bunch of demons or something. Like, it was an enjoyable experience, and I was like, I want to explore this more. So I kept smoking pot and I really haven't stopped since then, but um, my journey has definitely taken me all over the place um, or not, not physically, but it's just, uh, it brings friends together. I, um, I like sharing edibles with my friends and really uh, I just love sharing weed. It's a, it makes me feel good uh, just to have something that, people appreciate. And um, actually, the whole way that I got involved in the industry is through Jason. Uh, we were co-workers in um, aerospace, and he, I found out Jason grew weed. And so I was like, okay, let me, you know, buy a little weed oh from God. you. And then I found out J Jason grows really, really good. <laughs> so I... I stopped buying weed from my other people and um oh man Jason had this strain this sour diesel back in the day that was just amazing so and that was like I could I think I did smoke that for like a year straight it was incredible and I'm sure everybody on the bus could smell it <laughs> on me every day going to work um but we worked in aerospace and I you know, although I kept smoking the entire time, it, it was not an okay thing, and I could have lost my job. Um, and I really didn't like having to hide who I was and what I do. Like, there was work Shane, and then there's real Shane, you know? I, I don't like living that kind of a life. No. Um, so when Jason said, hey, man, I'm quitting, but I'm starting this weed company. I'd like you to come join us. Um, I said, just let me know, man. Just say when. Yeah, cool. And uh, it took I think it was about a year that Jason had been gone and I was still working in aerospace. And uh, finally he called me up and was like, dude, we got our first harvest. We need help. And I'm like, I'm there, man. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's how I ended up at Avitas. But prior to that, I'd been a machine operator. I studied material science, um, just did a lot of technical lab tasks and stuff so I was really well suited I feel like for running the extractor machines just setting up initial processes like everybody you know when you start the company from scratch you have to figure out how to package all those grams so we took our experience in aerospace and manufacturing 
and we apply that to the things, the processes that we do today. And it's always evolving. It's a, a constant strive for efficiency, uh, less effort on our part, and um, it's just continuously evolving. And I think that really um, helps us maintain a good position because our product quality is always, we're trying to do better. And you guys mentioned that it's really good stuff, but it's not super expensive. And part of that is because we produce it so efficiently and just put a lot of thought into every process, every aspect of production. 100%, and I'd like to add that getting busted back in 2008 or whatever was probably a really good thing. I wouldn't have met Shane. I wouldn't yeah. have had experience in a regulated production environment. I believe those experiences prepared us to be successful. Did you guys uh, make anything cool at your aerospace job? We did. Uh, Shane and I met uh, in a, a destructive test lab. So, no, we just broke stuff. Cool. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. We did work on some cool projects, though. Um, some of the, the work we did just flew up into space with SpaceX. We worked on uh, certain things, just little parts pieces of the puzzle but cool. we got to work on some interesting things that's so cool that's a, your stuff is coolest insane. job shane and i both on was um, uh, certifying the composite i beams for uh the 787 and uh the company actually did get certified to produce flight ready parts so they're actually pumping out you know like helicopter sikorsky and things like that <laughs> like i remember looking out across that, that building, just dreaming of filling it up with a bunch of weed. <laughs> <laughs> I could use all the space that the test lab had too. You could put a lot of good equipment in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny to think that, you know, Avidus is now, now employs about 60 people, about the same, you know, as integrated technologies did. We also had another employee, James Galloway, who quit, but we, uh, we hit up the, uh, the owners of my my last of our last uh, company, we we hit them up for an investment. You know, it's always fun to kind of I don't know <laughs> come back and just weed them. <laughs> we sponsored a keg two years in a row at their uh, their charity golf event. <laughs> That's so funny. One day you'll be able to sponsor the bucket of weed. <laughs> exactly. Just like get them like, bucket of weed. For the company holiday party. <laughs> yeah, I want to host the dab bar at their golf event. Yes. 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 <laughs> Judd, you got to get me out to do some vendor events when that picks up again, man. I like doing that stuff. Judd doesn't like them. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, that's not true. I think for certain stores, you get a lot of customers who are really interactive and they want to talk to you about the product or they, you know, like. Like the Herbery has a bunch of people who really like Avidus, right? Like you can educate fund tenders, you can educate customers, and then there's other stores where the person comes in and they're like, "Hey, do you have an eight for fifteen bucks? That's like thirty six percent THC." No, we sell a forty dollar cartridge though, and then they just tell you to fuck off yeah. and move on. <laughs> and yeah. like I, th that being said, the vendor days when you do have them with customers, Shane, I would. Like the customers that really care, you should definitely come down because you're the type of person they want to talk to. You know what I mean? I've had a good experience. I like 
talking with the customers out there and talking about the oil and how it's made. And um, I just love talking about that stuff. <laughs> oh, I've caught your show a couple of times um, since last year when uh, Jed introduced it to me. Oh, cool. Hey. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Now you're, now you're yeah, on. I know. Yes, yes, please. I know. We've been talking about doing that. We did a, um, one in January that was a live thing, and that was really, really fun. We were at a, Did you guys go? Yeah, so our live one was oh. at a Tokativity party. Yeah. Um, it was their third anniversary party. They're like a, they promote women in cannabis throughout, like, the, yeah. actually the whole world. They have a chapter in South Africa now. And, um, yeah, we just did, we set up our microphone mm -hmm. and had people come and sit down at the table and kind of come in and out. And um, we just interviewed, I think, four or five of the mm -hmm. guests. It was really fun. It was really fun. a live podcast. Yeah. Like, at this party. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I mean, you guys definitely, like, this is great that you, you do this and other people do this. I think the cannabis community really needs, like, voices, especially in their community. It's nice to, like, hear about these things. It's nice to promote a cause, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think you guys really try and draw on some of the important things in cannabis that people need to talk about more. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. That's kind of, we just want to talk about everything in cannabis and beyond just to get people's minds going. Cause yeah. That's what I feel like is important is just making people think a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and not settling for just like whatever is handed to you. Like, yeah, let's talk to our our you know weed vendors about mm -hmm. how they're keeping their their standards high and their processes and everything. So we appreciate you guys being open and transparent about everything that you do, and we love what you guys are doing. Yeah. Thank you. No mutual appreciation. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we've seen um, we set on your website a couple things about how like Adidas gives back to the world. Can you speak on like I know um, I think on Instagram somebody posted about you're supporting the ACLU campaign um, in response to the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. Is, are you able to tell us a little bit about what you guys do to give um, back to the world? I mean, uh, I mean our stance is pretty simple. It's like Black Lives Matter. That's it. Nothing else we really talk about. That's what it is. Um, and Adam, the the other owner, uh, is he's super adamant about that. He's a very progressive guy. He's um, he's just super smart too. You know what I mean? He's been donating for a while now. And I think our website listed, or that other website you guys list, that's like a can of accountability or whatever it was. I was checking that out. Um, but yeah, we've pretty consistently donated to a lot of movements for a while. Um, you know, just little things that we can do. And then I can tell you, like, I, you know, without naming names, there's a lot of the employees in Abitas who, who have, um, you know, gone to protests and contributed in that way, too. Like, it's important you know, to get there, do the groundwork yourself. And then as a company, like, we just try and make our stance clear and we try and contribute. I mean, financially is the way to do it. You got to put your money where your mouth is when it comes to this stuff. We're not just going to go on Instagram and put some preachy post, right? Like, you actually got to help. Cannabis is a we we support yeah we support our social media yeah absolutely I mean hundred percent amazing well thank you guys for yeah, we for doing your that. part you know it's very it's definitely appreciated yeah we're great <laughs> you are great you are great, you are great. <laughs> that's exactly it you are great we're just great man we're just the best we're killing it you know, high five dude. we're yeah. definitely we're supposed to be I could be in a high school classroom <laughs> Oh, you don't. You don't have to. You be don't there, have to be there. 
You're selling weed. You're killing it. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, do you guys ever go back and like talk to people that you knew when you were younger and you're like, oh yeah, I just work in cannabis business or I have a pot, like podcast. Yeah, we, I have. And it, most people are like, oh, that's cool. And then they kind of move on with it. They don't know what to say. (laughs) And that's it. What you said earlier, I forget who said it earlier, just about hiding cannabis from your life you feel like you're sneaking around in some way you feel like you're you're lying to to some of your family and friends yeah i i I did not like that at all so it's just really great statement it's just really great to be out in the open Mm -hmm. now and not hide anything anymore yeah because there's nothing wrong with with cannabis oh totally i mean I hopefully it professionalizes a little more. I, ideally, I just picture like the brewery scene. I like the micro brews. I like that idea of you know, people being able to do really nice craft products on a larger scale. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't legalize cocaine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Cannabis, so that's why it's been illegal for so long. People are ditching their prescriptions. I think we probably all have some. Like my mom takes CBD and THC every single night. She's like, oh, I'm not using my prescription really as much. That's just a good yeah. thing. It is a good thing. I love that. More I love natural. to see more and more of like the older generation who never thought <laughs> would ever want to be open to the idea of approaching a weed edible. You know, they're yeah. like, they're a, they're lives are changing with being able mm-hmm. to sleep and being in less pain and you know all just from eating a little candy before bed. So easy, so simple. Yeah, my uh, my grandma, she loves CBD now. Um, and it wasn't until just a couple of years ago that she started using cannabis. I mean, she had like tried it in the 60s, but now, uh, especially, oh my God, I can't go to like a Christmas uh, holiday party with my family without them asking me about a million weed questions. And I'm like, come on guys. Um, but it's great because, yeah, the older generation, them, their their friends, they're all using CBD. And, like, my grandpa, he's in his late 70s, and he still golfs, and he's out there being active. And, yeah, he's he smokes pot, and it helps him. And um, there's certainly nothing wrong with it. And I just think that it's so cool that, you know, even um, you can go to the grocery store and buy CBD from a shelf at Safeway or, you know, Bartell Drugs. Or I, That blew my mind. The first time I walked through the door and saw a commercial, like, little sales set up for CBD at the grocery store, I was like, wow, this is, things have changed, <laughs> you know. This is a new era of cannabis that people only dreamed of for a long time because it was so harshly treated. And now it's just opening up and becoming mainstream in a good way. And that makes me happy to be a a part of that. You know, I've been working in the industry for six or seven years now. Yeah, about six years, I think. And um, dang, you know, things have changed from we thought maybe we were going to get shut down by the government initially. And things were kind of scary the first couple of years. especially when the um, current presidency took over. Um, 
there was a lot of talk about we're going to crack down on this stuff. And um, really, in my mind, I don't want to be too cynical, but once the tax money started flowing in politically, there's no way they can kill that. And socially, it's oh, a benefit. So it's a win-win for everybody, and it's not going anywhere now. I'm sure of that. It's only going to become even more widespread, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, so what are you guys all doing to make the world a better place? I think we can kind of go around individually and answer that. We'll go back reverse order this time when you start with Shane. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say on a personal level, things that I do to make the world a better place are really treat people with respect and kindness and just bring positivity. You know, um, I like to be around people and talk to people. And when you're in a group and everybody's happy, it just, it spreads. And, you know, just, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I talk a lot. So <laughs> maybe that says something. Um, just, uh, you know, I like to do a lot of things out in nature. So I like to see people treat the environment well. And I'm definitely a tree hugger. Um, <laughs> I know where every big tree is around here. And when I go out, if I see, you know, even just a small thing like picking up trash on the trail. I'm out there all the time and I, I do that. Um, and just, yeah, being generally positive and working towards helping people in any way that you can. And I think helping people um, from the Avitas point of view, in my opinion, is giving a good, good clean product, um, something that I recommend to my own grandma. And that's for real, you know, because I know every step of the way that this okay. has been treated well, sourced properly, and I can recommend it as something that is not suspect. It's legitimately pure and good. And I wouldn't want to be involved with making any kind of a shady product, really, like just flipping it under the door or whatever. I'm not even going to have a hand in that. So in some way, I feel, I think before the meeting, I'd mentioned the term harm reduction and just people always smoked pot, right? It's always been illegal as long as we've been alive. And I shudder to think of the pesticides and things that I smoked from <laughs> imported Canadian weed that was super cheap. Like I wouldn't even extract that stuff these days. And, um, you know, just taking that kind of product out of the market, that is a huge benefit to society. And, you know, the extent of that will be shown later on, I think, because people are going to be more healthy than they were. Um, if you say you smoked pot your whole life up until now, you were probably smoking some pretty gnarly shit. And, you know, I want nothing to do with that. That's a good point. Those were all good points. <laughs> Thank you. For... Thank you for being positive yeah. and producing such an amazing product. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Jason? Jason. Jason, what are you doing to make the world a better place? I started a weed company. <laughs> oh. I got, I got it. But it's crazy sometimes <laughs> think about how many people 
that we have gotten high at any time. Sometimes we just look at all these big huge jars of oil. Oh, it's like we go stare at them. Literally just place. open the jar and just smell it for like good solid two or three minutes. And that minutes, big so. huge giant jar of oil and those big huge giant bags of weed are gone. And yeah. then there's more in its place. How many, think, how many people do you think are stoned right now? On our side? On our side. Oh, it's yeah. such a weird thought. I like it. Yeah, the more people we can get high. The better. Someone is at any given moment. Someone is high on it. That is my contribution. That's awesome. And cool kids. I like that. I got. That's gonna be a good feeling. Thank you. Yeah. I, I have two cool Shit. teenagers. So. Uh, Judd. You know, I think to make the world a better place, just you know, each person can only work on themselves as an individual. Um, smile a lot, pay compliments, and find something you really like to do, and then believe in it. And, you know, maybe that's selling weed, maybe that's growing it, maybe it's processing it, whatever, man. But do what you like. Yes, I love yes, that. Yes, I love that. That's totally on brand. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> the website, I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saying on brand for us. For us. Oh, so. awesome. Let me happy. I mean, yeah. I definitely get that vibe from the guys' podcast. I mean, we send it to all the obedience people. We're going to send this to them, too. Everyone really looks yeah. good. Yay. Cool. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, where can we find out about either you guys or your company on the internet? Um, I mean, we uh, we have an Avitas Grow website. Uh, there's an Avitas Wellness one, but that's like a CBD thing that's still kind of getting worked on. But uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah, Avitas Grown or AvitasWa.com, so for Washington, or Avitas uh, OR for Oregon. Yeah, and also I would add to that, just Google Avitas Cannabis Company. You're going to find a few articles, you know, things like that. You know, you'll see some, you know, one-on-one interviews with, you know, the founders and other people. So, yeah, there's a lot more information out there than just our our work. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, people on social media, um, they can reach out to me personally or reach out even to the Avitas Front page. Adam runs that. You know, it takes a little bit of time to respond because he's a busy guy, but he checks that personally. So, if anyone has any questions, they're always more than welcome to reach out to us. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys all for being here, for taking the time out to smoke with us. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so for much for all of this. Letting us try something. Yeah. We'll definitely send you some feedback. Yeah. Thank just for inviting me. This was really a, a fun experience. Yay. Good. Yeah. This was. And you're a wonderful host. This was so easy. That's what we want. Just easy, not hard conversation. If it makes you stressed out, you have to change it. Yeah. If I would have brought the quantum skunk, we would have all been way too high. 45 (laughs) minutes of silence. I never smoked my joint. Spark up on the wall. There we go. Lemonita hit. Yay. Yay. Thank you guys so, so much. Thanks for listening to our show. You're awesome. And we love you. If you like what you hear, share with your friends, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at chronic underscore podcast and check out our website, chronic See you on another episode of the, the chronic, chronic gals. gals.